clock has hit zero, and this one is in the books. It's time for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now let's join your host, Jason Shepard. The BYU Cougars fall at home to the Bears of California. They lose by three, final score 21-18 in favor of California. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. We'll get you down to the post-game press conference room for interviews with coaches and players coming up in just a few minutes. In the meantime, let's quickly pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The BYU Cougars even their record on the season at 1-1 one and one after last week's win at Arizona. Next week, heading to the Midwest, taking on the Wisconsin Badgers at Madison. It's a game that you will hear right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. That game will get underway at 1.30 Mountain Time kickoff. That means we will have pregame coverage, Cougar pregame live, starting two hours before at 11.30 a.m., 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. While we wait for players and coaches to get into the press conference room, let's update you on some scores in other local college football action. We will start with the game between Northern Illinois and the University of Utah. Now, Northern Illinois will be here in Provo coming up in a little over a month, the 27th of October. Uh, BYU will be hosting them. Uh, they are taking on Utah tonight. It's a home game for Northern Illinois. Utah struggling. Quite frankly, both teams struggled on offense in this game. Northern Illinois had a 3-0 lead at halftime. They were trailing 7-6. Uh, it was increased to 10-6. And then a... Uh, Interception return for a touchdown kind of put this one out of reach for Northern Illinois as Utah ends up winning by 11 by a final score of 17-6. Utah State at home hosting New Mexico State. The Aggies really pouring on the other Aggies. 60-13 is the final from Logan. Weber State gets the nice road win at Cal Poly by a final score of 24-17. And Southern Utah taking on Oregon State in Corvallis. Beavers defeat the T-Birds 48-25. Let's try and squeeze in a break before we head down to the post-game press conference room. Let's take a break. Your final 21-18 Cal over BYU. We'll have more of Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. 21-18, the final score from Provo. The Cougars losing to the Bears, 21-18. Next week again at Madison, taking on the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll hear post-game press conference audio uh, from players and coaches coming up in just a few minutes while we wait for the players to enter the room. Let's update you on the only game going on right now in the top 25. It is in Tempe as Arizona State is taking on 15th-ranked Michigan State. It looked like Michigan State was going to win this one going away. There's about 3.12 to go in the fourth quarter, but 10 points by the Sun Devils had this, has this game tied at 13 apiece. Everything else in the top 25 is a final number one. Alabama wins at home over Arkansas State by a final score of 57-7. to Number two, Clemson. Wins at Texas A&M, 28-26. Number three, Georgia gets the win at number 24, South Carolina, 41-17, the final score. Number four, Ohio State. The Buckeyes beat Rutgers 52-3, that game being played in Columbus. Number five, Wisconsin takes care of business at home, defeating New Mexico 45-14. Number six, Oklahoma 
on top of UCLA, 49-21. to Chip Kelly now 0-2 in his first year at UCLA. Number 7, Auburn defeats Alabama State 63-9. In South Bend, number 8, Notre Dame taking on Ball State. The Irish getting the 24-16 victory. Number 9, Washington, who BYU will face in Seattle coming up in just a few weeks. They take care of business at home over North Dakota. 45-3 is the final in the Pacific Northwest. A battle of two top 17 teams, number 17, USC, losing at number 10, Stanford, 17-3 in favor of the Cardinal. Number 11, LSU, blanks southeastern Louisiana, 31 to nothing. Number 12, Virginia Tech on top of William and Mary, 62 to 17. Number 13, Penn State wins at Pitt, 51 to 6. Youngstown State losing at number 14, West Virginia. West Virginia with the 52 to 17 win. Number 18, Mississippi State getting the 21 point win in Manhattan over K State, 31 to 10. Central Florida, 19th in the country. They shut out South Carolina State, 38 to nothing. This is one I'm sure a lot of uh, Cougar fans paying attention to. Number 20, Boise State hosting UConn 62-7 to in favor of the Broncos. Brett Rippon just continues to play well. 21 of 28 for 362 yards and three touchdowns. Also, Alexander Madison rushing for uh, 115 yards and two touchdowns. John Hightower for the Broncos. Listen, five receptions. 119 yards and a TD. Absolute domination by Boise State over UConn. Number 21, Michigan, getting the win at home over Western Michigan, 49-3. Number 22, Miami, defeating Savannah State, 77 to nothing. Number 23, Oregon, on top of Portland State, 62-14. Kentucky upsets number 25, Florida, at Gainesville, 27 216 is the final. Earlier today, number three BYU women's volleyball taking on number 25 Marquette. The Cougars looking to make it three wins in a row at the Marquette Invitational in Milwaukee. On Friday, the Cougars played a doubleheader. They swept both. The first game early Friday was against number 10 USC. They won that one 3 0. Then they took on Syracuse later on Friday afternoon. They also swept that today. They dropped the first set. Marquette won 25-23 in the first set. From that point on, it was all BYU. 25-22 in set number two. 25-20 in set number three. And in the decisive fourth set, 25-14 in favor of the Cougars. Again, right now, they are number three in the country. We'll see what happens when the rankings come out next week if they are able to move up. Our final score from Provo has BYU losing to Cal 21-18. We'll take another break. We'll come back. Hope to hear from players and coaches down in the uh, postgame press conference room. We'll have more of Cougar Postgame Live next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Postgame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard with you at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The Cougars record evens at 1-1 one and one after tonight's 21 21- to 18 loss to the Cal Bears next week. 
taking on Wisconsin. Again, an earlier game than uh, what Cougar fans have been used to through the first two weeks. That will be an afternoon start. We will have it for you. Pre-game coverage at 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time with a kickoff at 1.30 in the afternoon. Still waiting on some players and coaches to make their way to the microphones downstairs. In the meantime, this game really came down to offensive execution, and we heard from head coach Kalani Satake at halftime as he was talking with Mitchell Jurgens walking off the field and talked about the opportunity for BYU to move the football but not uh, sustaining drives and getting into the end zone. And it took BYU all the way to the fourth quarter uh, to be able to get an offensive touchdown. You saw Tanner Mangum find Braden L. Bakery for a one-yard touchdown pass. Got BYU within five. They were able to get the two-point conversion to pull within three. Uh, The Cougars then tried the onside kick. uh, Could not recover. Cal was able to recover. It was uh, with BYU having all three timeouts. Certainly the plan was to stop the Bears from getting a first down. Call your timeouts. Unfortunately, uh, California was able to get a first down, and at that point, uh, the game was over. Uh, but uh, really curious to hear what the, what the offensive players um, will say today, uh, especially coming off a performance last week where, that, especially in that third quarter, things were just clicking with 21 straight points by the BYU offense. Credits, credit certainly goes to the Cal defense. I did not anticipate the defensive line and, quite frankly, the offensive line for Cal to play as well as they did tonight. Certainly did not see that against North Carolina last week. Uh, Coming in, I I really thought BYU would have the advantage uh, in both areas. Uh, That was not the case tonight. Uh, you got to give Cal a lot of credit for coming in and talking with head coach Justin Wilcox this week. You know, he was having some of the similar questions about his team uh, that BYU was about theirs. You get the first win. How can you build off that? Maybe you didn't answer as many questions as as you would have liked. Uh, so I, I'm sure he's uh, pretty pleased with the performance of his team tonight. Uh, quarterback position for them, you had Chase Garbers who got the start. That was one of the big questions. Who was going to get the start at quarterback? He finished the night 18 of 28 for 176 yards and two touchdowns. Brandon McIlwain came in. Uh, Most of his damage was done on the ground. Uh, He did throw for 38 yards on 5 of 7, but again, his his damage was done. 74 yards on the ground, 16 attempts for a touchdown, and when you've got a mobile quarterback like that, uh, sometimes it was QB keepers, sometimes it was keeping a play alive. Uh, That was, was just something that BYU had a difficult time slowing down, and a prime example uh, was the the play on a uh, on a third down where if BYU could get the stop uh, late in that game with about 30 seconds to go there's a chance they get the ball back and then you can see what happens but McIlwain his ability to get the first down uh, with his feet uh, proved to be just a little too much for the BYU defense on offense for the Cougars tonight Tanner Mangum 22 of 41 for 196 yards and the touchdown Squally Canada coming off uh, the near 100 yard rushing performance in three TDs ran for 49 yards on 16 carries Lopini Katoa two carries for 16 yards Aleva Hifo two for 16 Micah Simon one for eight Dylan Colley two for seven Bo Hodge, who did see his first action of the season, uh, actually involved in uh, three plays in one series on a second, third, and fourth down play, not able to get the first down, uh, but he carried the ball three times for six yards. Neil Pau, two for seven, uh, and then Tanner Mangum, four for minus nine. 
this was again just kind of coming down to the the offense not being able to uh, to sustain drives and get in the end zone. Total yards: Cal three ninety eight, BYU two eighty seven. Let's head downstairs. Kalani Sataka addressing the media. Um, probably a lot of private stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, get ready for the next one. I was proud of how hard they played. Um, you know, we just made way too many mistakes and didn't have enough time to fix them, you know, by the end of the game. So, um, yeah, it's, congratulations to Cal. They deserve to win that game. You know, we didn't help ourselves by making some errors and having some drive killers. And um, that's just, you know, we, we have to be better. Oh, we'll get it. We'll get it fixed. I mean, I, I know it's a, it's a hard task to go to, to Madison and play a really good team that's physical. And uh, you know, we that was a, a good reminder last year of how physical they played. And so it'd be good measurement to see how much we improved from last year to this year. And it's a challenge that uh, you know, uh, a lot of people don't give us a lot of uh, big chance to win this game. So we'll see how 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 we face adversity, and how we overcome it. So um, I just. Proud of the guys, the way how hard how hard they played, and um, you know we, we just it didn't work out, and there's some some things that we need to fix, and that's that's on me as a coach and our coaching staff, and we'll, we'll, but the effort was there from our guys, just made too many errors. It seemed like the defense really uh, turned it around there in the third quarter. Just challenged them to pick pick it up, or what did you see from them? Um, just I, I, to be honest, I'm not really happy with how we played the run, you know. Um, Thought we made too many mistakes. We gave up a, a big touchdown on on a on a missed assignment, which is not um, it's not on the players. It's on us as coaches. And so this is, we shouldn't be making any of these mistakes and miscommunication on the field. And so we can't give up layups and can't give up free points. Um, uh, you know, I, I was proud of them trying to create turnovers and things like that. But um, yeah, that's just that's a those mistakes are hard to overcome, and and it showed tonight. You know. So uh, I, I thought we could have played better on, on in every phase of the game, you know. And, and um, so we're, we're going to look at things and try to get things fixed. And uh, you know, as a head coach, I got to make sure that that we put our guys in better position so we can win games. Why was the passing game not as effective as it was last week? I'm going to go look at that. Yeah, um, dropping the ball doesn't help either, you know. So um, yeah, and, and and pass protection wasn't there. We we, we were really excited about the O line and. And thought we'd see some physical part over the game, and that was non-existent in the second half. So, yeah, they, they're going to be challenged this week, and, and uh, didn't respond. And so, that we have to be better. We have to be better, and especially when uh, we feel like we can get stronger and, and, and on the line of scrimmage. Um, there's no proof of that from the second half of the run game, and there's no proof of that even in the pass game. We just didn't protect our quarterback well enough, and so. And we made errors. I mean, there's there's enough blame to go all around, you know. But uh, the head coach got to got to handle it himself first. And so I'm going to evaluate everything and see what we can improve on. You have that sequence where you get the fumble recovery and then an interception on the next one. You know, you turn those into points and you know, yeah, you take control of the game. But on the flip side, going three and out just seemed like it was very deflating at that moment. Yeah, and I think it would have been fine if we didn't get the first down and just kicked the field goal, you know, and then it's a different ball game. So, uh, but when you turn the ball over, it's hard to have those opportunities, you know. So, um, especially when you're in scoring position, you can't turn the ball over and need to protect the ball more. And um, yeah, that's 
it's unfortunate, you know, but um, can't make those mistakes. Looked like Tanner's first read wasn't there a lot of the times. Was that more credit to Cal's defense, or? Well, I, I thought I thought their their corners are really good, and I thought they did some good things in coverage. Um, they mix it up a little bit, you know. I, uh, uh, Justin Wilcox and, and, and Tim DeRoot are really good coaches, and I thought they had a great game plan, you know. And uh, we really need to meet the challenge uh, that they were showing us, and need to win our one on ones and, and coverage when they when they when they pressured us, and we needed to find ways to. Um, to to move the ball, and we we got stalled on on third downs, and um, even on the fourth downs. You know, when we went for uh, I think it was in the first half, or went for the fourth down. Uh, the, we were zero and two in the first half, and got stalled on it. Where we think you know we should be able to run the ball and get a first down, and and um, we got came up inches short, you know, on that one, and that's the one that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, like I said, I'm proud of the guys the way they played, but this is on honest coaches. We got to get it better. They'll let the guys catch a pass again tonight, so spreading it around. Are you hopeful that somebody will emerge as a go-to guy eventually in the passing game? No, I just like to see us catch the ball better and be more efficient. Um, yeah, 22 for 41 is not good. So, and and like I said before, the drops didn't help either. You know what I mean. So we we didn't do enough to win this game, guys. I mean that's the effort was there, and I'm I'm proud of our guys and how hard they played. They battled. They didn't quit in the end. You know they kept going, but um, effort's not enough to win games. You know that's a good that's a good uh, key for us, but to have and, and something we can hang our hat on. But that's not good enough to win. We need to be more efficient as an offense and be more disruptive as a defense, and and uh, and find ways to, to to win games. That's what we have to do. You didn't get the onside kick at the end, mm-hmm. but you still had three timeouts. You had a chance, but it didn't look like you were able to sell out, stop the run, or, or make the plays. I mean, was that just they making they, they were just better in those moments? Yeah, and then you know I think um, we had a missed tackle, had a chance to get out of it, and then use a timeout and, and um, possibly get I don't know maybe thirty seconds or something left. Um, they probably would have gone for it or, um, or or try to pin us deep, you know, but. Um, we shouldn't like hang our hat on the hey at the end let's go desperate and try to win games. We're just gonna always battle to the end. But um, we we lost the game before that. You know what I mean? Um, I wish we can come back and, and make that tackle. I can't remember who missed it, but it was uh, they did a quarterback uh, run um, with with the uh, wildcat package. And um, you know, you have to give credit to Cal. I mean they they made some they made the plays that that they needed to to win the game and. Um, you know, I, I give them a lot of credit, but I, I don't think we did enough to really help ourselves. You know what I mean? So I don't mean to diminish their role and what they did as a, as a team. As I, I was impressed with some of the stuff they did. Um, I just didn't think we really helped ourselves. And there's so many different things to, to name. Um, but it's okay. We'll, we'll get it fixed and try to, you know, fight for this next one. Did it catch you by surprise at all how much Malcolm Wayne played and how much he ran the ball? Because he didn't play that much against North Carolina. No, because we knew his skills. I mean, I think we, we tried to match up personnel-wise with what they had. and um, I, I was I, I, We knew that it would be difficult because they, they're, they're, they're pretty good up front and, and they, um, they, they hang their hat on the run. They did that last week too. And, and they, I thought they threw the ball pretty good when they, when they needed to. But... Um, yeah, I like I like what they did. I thought I thought they tried to win the game, and they t- kind of try to grind out drives, you know. And um, uh, I just wish we would have done that. What went into the decision in the first half? I think you had fourth and two at the thirty-five. 
you went for it rather than go for a 52-yard field goal? Mm -hmm. what, what went into that? Well, I thought we should get the two yards. I'd, I'd like to get the two yards. Is that the one we came up short on, uh, on the run? Yeah. Yeah, we should be able to run for two yards. And, you know, I don't think uh, when I'm looking at that uh, percentages and looking at our, ki our, our kicks, I mean, I think Skyler has that distance, but... Um, yeah, I thought it'd be good for us. I, I thought I thought we were winning the line of scrimmage, and um, we came a couple inches short on that one. So uh, I, I think that was the one that Bo ran. So yeah, we just got to be better in the run game. That's a, you know, just find a way to make a first down. So I think I think if you watched last week, you know that I like to go for it on fourth down. So throughout the rest of the game, did you feel like your offensive line won the line of scrimmage? I don't know if we did enough to to see. You know, um, we had. I can't remember how many three and outs we had in a row, but it's just we weren't on the field long enough. And so uh, we weren't able to see how effective they can be when there's a lot of time on the clock and and uh, weren't really able to establish anything. When we got the ball back, we had to, you know, towards the end, we had to really air it out and try to get two scores and try to get back in the game. What were your thoughts? Obviously, you have to watch the film, but your thoughts on Tanner's performance overall? It's got to get better. But uh, I mentioned before we can catch the ball better, we can protect better. I think that would help. But... Um, this, we just don't want to be in a position where we have to come up with two scores, you know, in the in the final minutes of the game to try to try to win it. So let's do more in, in the first three quarters, and then try to sustain drives on offense and and give us a better chance. So I, I, I'm going to evaluate everything. We evaluate all positions, and see if there's ways we can get better. But um, we'll start with the coaches first. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, that was the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Satake, after the 21-18 loss to the Cal Bears. Uh, mentioned several times, uh, we just didn't do enough. And uh, referencing offense, defense, everything, uh, certainly uh, he mentioned that uh, the blame goes uh, to the coaches, that they've got to get better. Uh, he said he did like the effort uh, of the players, but again, just did not do enough and uh, credit going to Cal. Uh, let's head back down to uh, the uh, – Post-game press conference room, uh, Marone Laulupututau and Braden Albacri at the microphones. Yeah, I mean, we're going to need to look at it on film, but what the feeling was is that there just was, you know, a lack of communication in between blocks and combos and different things like that. But, I mean, it's something that is an easy fix, and we'll be able to talk it out once we watch the film. Marone, I on the same topic. Why did the offense start clicking at the very end and not earlier? I think we finally figured it out. I mean, this game is everybody has to do their job, every single guy, 11 guys. And it just seemed that one guy here, one guy the next play, one guy this play wasn't doing their job. And it was either a mental error or, you know, we missed an honest block. The effort was there. The heart was there. Um, I think we just finally figured it out late, and you can't do that with a – with a decent team like Cal, and credit to them. What's the response when, when a guy drops the ball on a particularly big play? Is there yet some, some opportunities that didn't go your way? What, what happens on the sideline in those circumstances? I mean, it's hard because the human response is you want to point fingers. You want to say, come on, man, come on. I, if I've seen any team in the past, I mean, this team more than any other team does not do that. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, they're such good guys they say you know what let's go let's go whoever it was let's get back up let's let's make the next play and that's kind of what I was talking about with the other question it's we left so many plays out there on the field like 
we make one, two plays, we're up two scores. And you can say that over and over and over and regret. It just sucks. But it, honestly, we didn't lose the game today. I feel we lost it three days ago in preparation and practice. And so those little things, you know, we still have confidence because we can make those plays. We're not worried. Um, those guys will make the play guaranteed. I trust them 100% next play. What lost it three days? In your mind, you know, just talking about the preparation, was it just the communication wasn't there in the, during the week of practice? Or? Um, well, first off, I want to say hats off to the defense because they worked their butts off. They had a really good practice this week. They had their backs against the wall so many times getting turnovers. So hats off to the defense and love them for playing hard. But I think specifically Tuesday practice was amazing. I think we could agree with that. We came out, worked hard. We're like, hey, let's go, Cal Week. Wednesday, there was kind of a lull. You know, we had a lot of MAs, and I mean, I'm going to take that on me personally, too. Like, I didn't lead well enough, and uh, we didn't have enough leaders to step up and practice to be ready for today. And so there, we noticed the things we can fix, and so I think we have the confidence to fix them. Braden, after a loss last year, things started to snowball. How do you make sure that doesn't happen again this year? Definitely clean up all the mistakes. I mean, you guys saw, I don't know, on the sideline, but Coach Pugh was trying to correct everything and anything that we saw out there. We were trying to make in-game adjustments and different things to work on that communication and the mistakes that Marone and I was talking about. And I feel like, you know, with the weekend ahead of us, we're going to be able to really dive deep into the mistakes and the different, you know, little things that were happening out on the field that were making us not come up successful. And just, you know, a tweak here and there, you know, a new call here and there, and we'll be able to, you know, make things happen. Because I believe the game plan that we had coming out here was the correct game plan. And everything that, you know, we had practiced during the week and stuff was stuff that, you know, we just needed to execute better to be able to succeed. And, you know, going into next week, if we clean up the things that we need to by, you know, watching film, doing little drills like Marone, I said, you know, staying after practice, working on the jugs to get those extra catches that you're talking about. I think, you know, as a team, we... We have really hard workers, and they're not afraid to, you know, put in extra work to get the things done. The, the psychological state, just as far as emotionally, a loss like this can be very deflating. Mm-hmm. It was hard to recover last year. What do you see from the guys, and how do you address that from an emotional side to make sure that they don't try and do too much or try and, you know, get out of out of position more by trying to correct the mistakes going too far the other way? Right. I, I think that, you know, there's a difference between going too far ahead and correcting, you know, a mental error on a call or a block or a route because we had a couple of those as well. And, you know, I don't think everybody's going to try to start doing, you know, more than their 111th because that's what our offense is built upon. I mean, I mean, even last week there weren't a, a lot of guys that had, you know, huge stats, but there was a lot of guys that had good stats that helped us win the game. And I feel like, you know, as a team we're built in that way that, you know, everybody's going to do their part to clean up their play so that we can come out and succeed. And, you know, emotionally it hurts. It sucks right now. I mean, after the game I was mad. I was crying and everything. And I take losses pretty hard. And I'm sure everybody else does, but that should just, you know, drive you forward to work even harder and get the stuff that, you know, you personally can clean up and get done for the team. Uh, the message from Kalani was that he loves us and that he's proud of, you know, how we fight all the way to the end. There's obviously, you know, he was 
he was sad that we weren't able to protect Lavelle's house. That was one of our goals coming into the season. But, you know, it was positivity and reassurance that this next week we're going to work our butts off and be able to come out and get a, you know, a good week of practice in and clean up everything. Thank you. All right, that was uh, Braden Elbakri and Moroni Laulu Pututau after tonight's 21-18 Cal win over BYU. That will do it for Cougar Post Game Live. Coming up next, the Cougar Locker Room Show. That's coming your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Down in the BYU Locker Room area, Diane Gomwaluku and Butch Pau'u at the podium. Butch, what was that running quarterback doing specifically? Like, it seemed to kind of catch you guys off guard a little bit on that, that second half when you come in uh, I think the the biggest thing was he was very patient. Him and the the running back that they had, number twenty eight, both of them were very patient. You saw that they would just wait until they saw a hole open, and um, we weren't covering our assigned gaps, and so he was able to break loose on some plays. Um, and so we just got to do a better job of just knowing our assignments, like we did last week, and can continue to practice hard because we're a great defense. We know that, but um, sometimes we'll give them big plays, and sometimes we'll make plays like Dime made. So we'll be okay. Yeah, and what, what happened on that long coverage? And then was it kind of felt good to, to come back after that and score that touchdown? Yeah, I pulled out on me because I was obviously supposed to have the back out and I got kind of got picked, but that's all on me. And I told Coach as I got off, like they thought I was going to be down, but next play, move on. That's how I was when I was at corner, just short-term memory. And when I came back on, I told Coach I'm going to make a play. So, But that was all on me, that play that they had that long touchdown on. Just just keep a positive attitude. That's the biggest thing. Um, talking with some of the guys, or talking with Adam Polson for this feels like our loss against UCLA that we had two years ago, where we're, we played a great, a great a game as a defense, but it wasn't good enough. Um, and so we just got to make sure that we play together and continue to keep our heads high. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like these guys were down, but Tristan Hodge called the team up and he said. Why are you guys down for it? That's a great team, and we're a great team. It was a hard-fought battle. We kept believing these guys scored, and they, they, they had their belief in us to, to get that three and out, but unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. So just got to continue to believe in each other, and we'll be okay. How hard was it? It looked like it was tough to get pressure consistently. I mean, their running game was being successful, so that seemed to maybe open some things up in the passing game. But how hard was that just for you guys? Maybe I'll ask you on that just to cover for a while because it, it seemed like the, their quarterback generally had – time to kind of look over the field yeah so we always just work on just plaster with your guy like we're dbs we're supposed to cover him so that's what we're going to do no matter if the rush is going or not we're still going to cover our guy so just plaster stay with our guy and obviously they came in with a different quarterback um that was scrambling a lot more and we weren't as ready as we thought we were going to be but i felt like we could have improved on the coverage downfield Everyone could improve, obviously, on defense, but it's a whole team thing. We got to be communicating together, be on the same page. Which I don't know if you heard, but Moroni said that he felt like 
the, the lull this week in practice really, you know, was when the game was lost or, you know, a, a moment that kind of hurt the team earlier in the week. Did you see that? Did you see the impact, you know, kind of translate today? Um, I mean, watching our defensive practices, we were, we were practicing with energy. We were practicing really well. Um, and just unfortunately when it came to game day, we just had too many missed assignments. And so we just got to make sure that we continue to understand that we got to have kind of perfect practices. I mean, it's not going to happen, but practice to where there aren't as many mistakes so that when we come out into the game, we're, we're ready and assignment sound. Anything else? Okay, thanks, guys. All right, that's a Diane Gomoloku and Butch Pau. We'll take a break, and we'll return with Sionet Takitaki as we are at Love Leverage Stadium. Cal defeats BYU 21-18. We'll have Sione next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium here in Provo, Utah, where tonight in front of 52,000 and change, Cal defeated BYU 21-18. Sione Takitaki is joining us from the Cougar Locker Room area now. We appreciate him putting on the headset and spending a minute or two with us. Uh, Sione on the night, five solo tackles, two tackles for loss, a PBU, and a quarterback hurry, so a pretty active night. Uh, Sione, your overall assessment of what you thought Cal could or would do and what they did tonight? Um, I felt like they had a good scheme, you know, running and um, doing those little quick quick throws. The RPO is a really effective um, scheme in this in this offensive game nowadays, so I feel like they you know executed when they had to, and um, we had some errors, and and so they they um, they connected with some with some balls and got us pretty early. Now I thought the offensive line for Cal uh, really gave their quarterback a lot of time. So in the second half, I could tell that you were coming off the edge and having success and getting in there and disrupting things. But uh, still, it was hard to get him to to go down. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I missed that that sack pretty early. You know, I'm gonna have to sleep on that tonight. But that, that's gonna hurt me. You know that's gonna that's gonna hurt me. I'm 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 a loose sleep probably tonight because I I know I should have had that. But then again, you know Wilcox has a good breakup and yeah, so we get right. off the field. So you know not too worried about that. You know live to to play another down. Did the game that Cal gave you um, kind of match what you either saw last week or expected them to bring you tonight? Um yeah, you know we were going over a lot of stuff that they did and early off and, and, and practice and stuff. So everything that they, they did, I, you know, I was pretty aware of it. But, um, you know, just a couple errors on, on our, our on our side of defense, just, you know, not all knowing what the call was and things like that, and, and they connected for some stuff. But I feel like, uh, you know, we'll learn from it and uh, move on. Monday's, you know, noon day for us to, to attack the day. So, Do you feel like the team uh, did, did, did an adequate amount of appreciating last week, celebrating last week, getting, but getting right back to work this week and focusing fully on Cal throughout the week, CNA? Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, we, we celebrate that pretty shortly and then uh, got back to work Monday. Um, I'm pretty attacked it, you know, throughout the week. But, uh, you know, there's always there's always room for improvement and, um, you know, and, and and extra work. So, you know, that's what we got to do this week, knowing that, uh, that uh, we took a loss today. So uh, five of their first half drives, you guys uh, stopped them and uh, did a nice job. A lot of there were four or three and outs, uh, but in the second half they seemed to have a little more. Uh, uh, oh, I guess they were more in sync. Uh, most of it being those lateral passes with the screen blockers in front, that caused you some trouble. Uh, why was that? Oh uh, yeah, they 
you know, went back and uh, probably chalked up some stuff in, in half and mm-hmm. came back with an effective scheme that uh, that got us. And so we got we got to take those hits and um, and uh, and work harder. You know, start Monday. But um, I, I feel like we we, we should have had them out there some sometimes, and we just didn't. You know, we didn't execute. So. So as far as the teams played, uh, do you think Cal was a better team than Arizona? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, Cal's a better team than Arizona, but um, I think we're a really great team too, and we match up well. But uh, yeah, you know, tonight, you know, wasn't our night, I guess. Sione, we thank you for taking the time. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Wish you the best in recovery and getting ready for Wisconsin next week. All righty, thank you guys. Thanks a lot. That's uh, linebacker Sione at Taki Taki. We'll continue from Provo after this. BYU falls to Cal tonight, twenty-one to eighteen on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. Home opener for BYU in 2018 goes to the visitors. Cal winning it by a score of 21-18. to 18. Tanner Mangum joining us right now on the Cougar Locker Room Show on the headset in the Cougar Locker Room area. Tanner, tough to talk after uh, difficult days. As much fun as it is to talk after good days, this is one of the rough ones. Uh, just your overall uh, maybe assessment of, of how things unfolded tonight and, and your, mind, your, your mindset, mind frame, headspace right now. Yeah, uh, it's always tough. Um, you know, always frustrating to, to come out with a loss, not not the expectation that we had for ourselves, um, and it, it's just you know just dis- disappointing in uh, in our in our overall performance. You know, we we, we know we could have done better, um, and so it's it, you know it's tough tough to take. It's always tough to swallow, but um, you know we got to move on. It, it's 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 hard, but you have to move on and and uh, learn from the mistakes and then uh, move forward. You know, there, it's, it's a long season. And so we we just got to be able to bounce back and uh, and continue moving forward. It's more than one drive, of course, but your first drive of the game was clipping along pretty well there, and uh, and just didn't get points out of it. And maybe it had the same kind of impact it did on you that maybe it had on Arizona last week after their first long drive. How did you kind of see that first drive bogging down at the very end? Well, I, th- I thought we started we started off well, um, and unfortunately we just didn't didn't finish. You know we uh, you know had a, had a fourth down. You know, fourth and short that we didn't convert, and and uh, and I think that was the story of the night for us as an offense. We we moved the ball at times, but just weren't able to finish drives. weren't able to convert on third yeah. and fourth down, and, and and weren't able to put points on the board. and And that's on us, and that's on me particularly as as the quarterback. And and you know, I, th- I thought our defense played really well. We got a lot of big stops, big turnovers that we didn't ca- that we didn't capitalize on, and uh, and that's frustrating. And we know we got to be better. And so, um, you know, we just got to be able to learn from that and, and um, you know, and do better next week. It's not a fair comparison to make, but uh, in the first half, you guys moved the ball pretty well. Last week against Arizona, it was a little bit of a struggle. And then in the second half, you came out and rolled. And in this game, uh, boy, it was really stymied in the third quarter. And uh, uh, what were the challenges that you faced as you started that second half? What things was Cal doing that made it more difficult? You know, Cal's, Cal's a good team. They have, they have a good defense. They they um they they play hard. They they fly around and uh, they made some adjustments. But uh, you know, but it but it comes down to us executing. And I think we just had um you know we didn't we didn't execute our best. We left a lot of plays out in the field and you know didn't convert, didn't make plays. And you know I, I missed some throws, missed some missed some open guys and a um, couple of drops. We can put that in there. You know, it just you know what have you? you know, just just things didn't yeah. didn't go our way, and and but that's that's on us. You know, I think 
we gave you know we have to, have to give credit to, to Cal, but uh, you know, but we, we we put the onus on ourselves and know that we got to be better as an offense. It's early in a long season, Tanner, and regardless of what happens in the very next week, Wisconsin's certainly a very tough opponent. Uh, do you feel this team is more prepared to to bounce back and get some things fixed than maybe we found ourselves in a situation last year? Um, you know, I, I really like our our team's mindset. Um, you know, we, we we're never going to quit. We're never going to give up. We're never going to stop fighting. And uh, and we're going to take things one day at a time and, and get better each and every day. And we know we have, obviously have a big challenge ahead of us, but we you know we relish that. We we're excited for it, and we know it's going to take a great week of preparation. And so we just got to take it one day at a time. Um, and and you know as long as we do that, then we can um, you know give ourselves the best chance possible to to be successful. Tanner, thanks for taking a minute. We always appreciate it. Uh, have a good week. Thank you so much, Greg. All right, thanks a lot. That's Tanner Mangum, BYU quarterback with us. Our postgame coverage continues on the Cougar Locker Room Show here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so back on the Cougar Locker Room Show here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. Let's hear now from the head coach. The Cal Bears will be defeat, defeat BYU tonight by a score of 21-18. to 18. Here's Justin Wilcox a short time ago. Our thanks to intern Aaron, Aaron Fitzner, for grabbing these postgame comments. Coach Wilcox answering the question about the play of his team's defense against BYU here tonight. Um, well, as a team win, they all are. And uh, really proud of how the guys competed. Yeah, we'll come into a place like this, hostile environment. It was rocking. Really good physical team. Was well coached and um, not not play our cleanest and find a way to win. And there was really no panic. Uh, and guys were on the sidelines. We're always solving problems, knowing what you know what we need to do next. Not not maybe what happened last play. And uh, really proud of them for that. And you know, we're making strides, and we we still have a long way to go. And they realize that. But it's uh, it's nice. To get hard to win. It's a good football team we play and our guys battle and we're proud of them for that. And we just got to play. We got to play better. And we will. Coach, as a team you held the ball over 11 minutes in the third quarter after holding the ball well over 10 minutes in the entire first half. How much did that kind of change the trajectory of the game when you were able to control possession that effectively in the third quarter? You can feel it in the first half. That's the kind of game it was going to be. I mean, we knew it coming in. It turned into one of those games. It's grimy possessions and everything matters. And first half, uh, offensively, we had our opportunities, you know, whether it was a, a deep ball that we didn't quite hit or a third down drop or a penalty that put us behind the chains and then we had to punt the ball and you felt it. And they were doing a good job staying on schedule and we didn't do a great job in the first half uh, maybe finishing tackling because there was yards after contact for them. And so the possessions were a premium. And in the second half, we made more of those plays on offense and and that's, and that's the difference. And so uh, our defense battled and got off the field in the second half. And, and you know, the, uh, there's a couple of times in there, the two turnovers, I think, the, those exchanges where, you know, we had a muff punt and we, the defense ran out there, no panic, and went out and made a play. And there's no points for them, you know, and the ball's deep in the territory. And then on the, the interception, the sudden change there and be able to get a three and out and make them punt. I mean, that was, that was huge. And, uh, but I think offensively, you could see some of those drives. They, you know, it's first and ten, second and five, third and two, moving the chains, and then creating some more explosives. I think we had four plays over twenty today, and we still need more and had chances for more. But that's an improvement. So I think that was, you know, I think in a whole as a whole, offensive and defensively, uh, what was different in the second half. 
All right, that's uh, Justin Wilcox, head coach of the California Golden Bears. His postgame comments. BYU's head coach, Kalani Sitake, has joined us here in the broadcast booth, and we'll hear from Kalani coming up next. This has been the Cougar Locker Room Show. Postgame Coaches Show next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome into the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake, joining Mark Lyons and me here in our broadcast booth at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Home, home opening night for BYU in 2018 goes to the visitors. Cal winning it by a score of 21-18. to 18. Uh, Coach Sitake, you're pretty closely removed from uh, the end of the game. You've had a chance to settle with a few of your thoughts. So what are the main ones you'll be left with tonight as you, uh, as you go to sleep and, and think this one back a little bit? Um, just wish the game went differently. You know, I... I um Obviously disappointed in the outcome, and uh, that locker room has a bunch of guys that are the same way. I think the, um, um, you know, just the, uh, the, the felt like they took our game plan and beat us with it. You know, so um, got to get better. We don't have time to to really. Uh, I, I, first of all, let me just say I'm proud of the way the guys played, um, their effort, and they just they kept fighting. You know, and so we we just need to find. Uh, we need to find ways to improve and get ready for next week because that's not an easy one. So um, there's a lot of mistakes that were made, uh, you know, throughout the whole night. I think that happens sometimes, and usually uh, your effort will overcome those, but uh, um, not in this case because they're too extreme, you know, um, and uh, we have to do better as a team. So uh, that's, that's uh, what we're going to evaluate and try to improve and get us in a better position to win next time. It's really a frustrating situation to come out and not play your best. Uh, you anticipate things that are going to go better. but uh, uh, So as we talk about some of those challenges, uh, four drives past the 50-yard line in the first half and uh, ended up with uh, just those three points. And that has to be a challenge because you got things going. looks like you're moving the ball. It was almost like Arizona in reverse uh, last week's game as uh, – You've struggled in the first half and then just went like crazy in the second. Yeah, and that that that's that was frustrating in the first half. You know, we we uh, had a lot of drive killers and a lot of issues and and um, mistakes, and then uh, uh, you know on offense and and couldn't sustain drives, couldn't punch it in. Yeah. Um, I think we you know we accounted for one touchdown tonight as an offense. That's not good enough, you know. And uh, defensively, uh, we couldn't get out of drives. We couldn't get out of third downs and fourth downs and. Um, we, we had, uh, you know, we had some issues on defense, but, um, you know, just, 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 we had no pressure on the quarterback and, and I think they, uh, committed to running the ball, you know, and, um, we were able to get a lot of good chunk yards on the first down and, um, it created the, the third and short, shorter for them. And, um, you have to give them credit for, for executing and doing that game plan, but, um, we have to find ways to get off the field and, um. You know, the, I think our offense is kind of like the um, the the worst of everything that could, could happen. Them getting long drives and our offense getting three and out. It, it's uh, yeah. it wasn't good, you know. So uh, you're right. It, it seemed like the opposite of what happened at Arizona. And we were really excited about the second half, being able to come out and, and play. And I think that's kind of where we wanted to see things. You know, just grind it out and have a great second half, and then see how um, how our, our guys can just grind it on the field. But we couldn't get on. We couldn't stay on the field as an offense and we couldn't get off the field as a defense and that that's uh the outcome is us playing trying to play catch up and um guys trying to do too much and made too many mistakes and then uh where we ran out of time and couldn't get the couldn't get this game 
you have one defensive sack through two games. Would you have expected more from this group? I did, yeah. I was really disappointed in that. I mean, I thought they did a lot of quick throws, you know, yeah. um, a lot of RPOs and a lot of quick throws. So swing screens. Yeah, it didn't, didn't allow us enough time to get there. But even in the times that they had drop-back passes, I thought we'd be able to get there more. And, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's how, that needs to improve. Because um, we had them on some third and longs, and they were able to convert, you know, and, and just uh, – um, you know, we, we, we have, they, they have some drop back passes. We just have to be better, uh, um, defensively. That's not, I mean, you, you, you like to think that you can score more points and win games and, and giving up 21, but, um, there's going to be times that we need to do better and, and, um, getting pressure on the quarterback is something that we need to improve on. I, I've, I've, uh, when I look at the, at the drop back passes and, and I have to look at it at the film and see, how how often we were even getting close to him on yeah, the drop back passes? I thought they they did a lot of quicker throws tonight, but they really didn't need to have to go to to drop back pass because in the second half a lot of their third downs were were short. You yeah. know, but it was true that their offensive line, boy, it, it was just a wall out there, and they uh, did such a good job. And then you had that forced you to take a linebacker as a rusher and reduced your coverage, but. Uh, uh, I was surprised uh, that it was that much trouble. But uh, in the first half, uh, you, you guys ran the ball 26 times, and in the second half, just seven. And uh, maybe it was because the score was uh, behind, you know, you were having trouble there. But uh, uh, also, it seemed like maybe the run wasn't as effective in the second half. Yeah, and, and um, you know, we had some... Um we had, we had some, you know, third and short. We had, a, I think, a big missed, missed assignment on on a, on a blitz. Some guy just came off the edge and stuffed us. You know, yeah. Um, and we just have to win in the run game. We have to be better at running the ball. We have to be better at blocking. Diane earlier had a scoop and score, and then he recovers the muffed punt, and your first and ten at the sixteen. Um, you go minus 11 yards in three plays and don't score. Was that the killer tonight, do you think? I mean, there's a lot of things you can look at, but when you get inside the 20 and don't get anything and you lose by three, do you look at that as a chance that just you had to take advantage of that didn't happen? Exactly, and we were hoping to get a, uh, a field goal out of it at, at least, you know, and um, the fact that we threw an interception and, and uh, came out with zero points, um, just not very good composed football, you know, so... Uh, you know, you, you're given a, a free layup like that, and you're not able to punch any points and come out of that with zero. It's why Wilcox was talking about how that was a great a great thing for them defensively, and um, that's just not good football. And 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 um, you know, and especially when you're down two scores, we really needed that field goal. And um, you know, we we wouldn't be in such a position that we were at the end, trying to be as desperate as we could, trying mm-hmm. to you know use it, save our three timeouts for the last minute and. Hope to get the ball back with it would have been like 30 seconds if we did make that tackle on third down, but mm-hmm. I think they would have gone for it on fourth and we would have seen what happens, you know. But um, we shouldn't put ourselves in that position, and so uh, I just want to get back into work and, and figure out a way to get this uh, all figured out and, and, and eliminate the mistakes. I, now I am going to defend one thing though: the officials do make mistakes, and and they did in that particular possession when you got the muff punt. Uh, they threw you threw a pass to Hefo. He caught it over the middle, and then uh, Moroni came and made a block for him and helped uh, spring him to get a little bit closer to the goal line. Uh, you were in pretty good shape that uh, you would have had a choice there to go for it or not, but they called that an offensive pass interference, and Hefo had the football before the block was made as I watched it on the replay on the big screen. 
And so uh, that's not pass interference if he's already made the reception. He's just blocking downfield. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was calling. I said it was a screen. We've been running that screen. We ran it a couple times tonight. And, um, you know, I, I, my understanding is that if he ran down the line of scrimmage and caught the ball at the line of scrimmage, it, you could block downfield, even if the block was early. Um, but, um, right. you know, I, I, I was complaining to the refs that, that – you know, it shouldn't have been. My main concern was I didn't want the ball to be marched back so that we had to kick a long yards, field yeah. goal. I just wanted the ball right where it was at, regardless of the outcome, because we didn't get the first down. It would have been a closer field goal shot right. for Skyler. Sure. And that was what I was fighting for. And they said they reviewed it and that I was wrong. So, um, okay. Well, you they know, did I, review that? That's what they told me. So, I, I mean, but, you know. If the uh, if if the pick uh, if if the INT doesn't get thrown, it's a forty four yard field goal attempt, which you yeah. clearly feel good about. Yeah, and that's that's really the the, the biggest issue is that uh, we threw an interception yeah. there. So yeah. I mean, you know, we do have to put the ball back further and kick a further field goal, and Skyler can kick that, you know. But um, yeah, we just uh, you know it's 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 a it's a it's a frustrating deal, but um, to come out of it with no points after. Diane makes an incredible play just running down, and he's been there. He was out every time they were kicking yeah. uh, there on the punt return. He was right there on, on our punt, right there every time. And um, just really, like I said, the effort was there from our guys. We just, we need to do a better job as a, as a, as a team and uh, and try to minimize the mistakes and not have the mistakes be so drastic where it costs us points on the, on the board. Was that the longest conversation you had with the officials tonight, by the way, after that sequence we're talking about where you had a long conversation with them? Or? Yeah, because I just wanted to find out what the reason was. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I had to listen to what they had to say. I was complaining because I, I wanted to the, – the the explanation wasn't clear to me, you know. And so um, it's not one of those things where I think you can just let by, let go by. I just, And once they told me, hey, that they reviewed it upstairs, then, then I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not right in everything, you know, but – but you were um, this time. Well, I, 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 I didn't see the film. I'm going to fight him but, too. <laughs> but if they tell me that he went, they they said he went beyond the one yard um, for the screen, and so I I just have to believe him. I, I at some point, um, you know, regardless, there's that, and then we throw the pick, yeah. <laughs> and um, and it's just yeah, you got to get points, and then that's the main part, and that's that has nothing to do with the refs. That's on us. We'll take a break. Uh, Kalani Satake is with us. Cal defeats BYU 21 to 18 here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. California 21 and BYU 18 is our final score here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU held just under 300 yards, and Cal ended up with just under 400 on the night. One of those rare nights, uh, Kalani, where you're positive in the turnover margin where you want to be and, and don't end up with the end result you want. And ultimately, it was a matter of uh, of the defense and special teams giving the offense chances to to get back in and hopefully win the game. It just didn't turn out that way tonight. Yeah, and that's that's um, I, like I said, the the uh, effort was there, and our guys played hard. And um, you know, even though we made some mistakes, I, I, the the biggest issue in the second half was that our offense couldn't get anything going. And um, you know, we were we were not able to establish any kind of momentum. And um, you know, that's that's unfortunate. And I look at the. Um, you know the fans—they're ready. They're ready to go crazy in the second half. You yeah. can just feel it, you know. And uh, when 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 uh, Diane recovered that that muffed punt, uh, they 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 exploded. The fans were ready to go, and so um, even to the end, they kept leaving. And so I, I appreciate the fans and and the hard work that they have being here and cheering us on. But uh, we have to give them more to cheer for in the second half. And 
And that, that that's all you know. The offense needs to improve on that. Yeah, sometimes those big plays are the things that give you the spark that kind of get you over the hump and get you going. And unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen tonight. Uh, pretty much uh, injury free. Do you think? Yeah, I think we got some guys banged up a little bit here and there, but uh, for the most part, I think we're okay. I mean, that's you know, there's a lot of guys hurting, but I don't think it's the physical yeah, part. Right. I think it's just uh. Uh, really felt like we couldn't we didn't establish ourselves didn't really get to compete we ran out of time you know and, and um just can't get this one back so we got to have to move on and, and find a way to to get better and improve and uh we have a tough one we're going to be in madison next week and uh, we don't really have time to to cry about it we need to get working and that's what we need to do, work and get better and find a way to to, to get to perform better in the next one give us a better chance Skyler Southam is still perfect on his scoring kicks as a Cougar uh, between PATs and field goals now. We haven't had a chance to see him with his real long version yet, but uh, he made a 36-yarder, and you brought him out there for the onside at the end. Um, how much have you worked on that with him, let's say? Yeah, we work on it a lot, and, and um, we even thought about pooching it over because they had, they had the, the returner yeah. was, was you know about 20 yards away, but... Um, we just knew we had three timeouts and thought it would be good to just give it a chance and see what we have. And um, and then, you know, just less time off the clock. I, all that stuff came into play. They took a timeout and even gave us time to think about it. But um, I just hate being in that position. We shouldn't be in that position at the end. And, and um, But the guys performed well. They made a great play on the onsides kick. And, um, you know, but like I said, the, the issues weren't in the game weren't just on that part. It was way before that. Um think I've covered about uh, all the things. Oh, yeah, I think uh, the four possessions in the second half were, yeah, it was just a struggle to get things going. And uh, all of a sudden, all of the things that were seemed to be working in the first half uh, were all of a sudden a challenge in the second half. And I didn't notice. Did Cal make any difference, changes or anything that you noticed? Um, they, they just really committed to running the ball. Uh, I think that and then the passes that they did were just really quick games. Yeah, those quick things. Yeah, RPOs and, and swing passes and stuff. And uh, I, I think their mindset was to um, try to uh, slow the game down, you know, and, 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 and establish the run and try to get drives going. And that, and, and um, I keep saying they, they took our game plan and beat us with it. So uh, put us in a bad position. And when they got up by two scores, they really didn't want to turn the ball over. And even though we created some, you know, I think they – played smart and and um and just try to grind out the win now you had defensive packages set up for the different quarterbacks because uh, as they were in there you would bring them on and off and so uh you tried to match the skills of what uh, you wanted to do on defense to the people they had there on offense yeah and and i i mean i like i like some of it and i thought we did some good things matching up but um i i we just have to get out of drives and um you know just wasn't really I don't know. I, I thought the the the, pack, the sub packages that we had were okay. You know, um, uh, I just think we have to get out of third downs and have yeah. to create create more disruption. You know, I, I I'd like to be to be in the backfield more. And, um, but I I thought they they played a really patient run game. You know, even yeah. Laird was able to when he ran the ball was really patient. Man, and he really, waited and waited and then just yeah. find a spot. And that's hard, you know, on a, on a D line. But uh, I I won't say they were getting a lot of knockback. It was just they were position blocking and, and playing really smart football you know yeah. and um but they this they decided that they were going to run the ball and they decided that, that was going to be some of the you know they used the quarterback to come in and did a lot of wildcat stuff with him even though he could throw and uh, they i thought they used the two quarterbacks really yeah. efficiently for them they were much better this week than last 
Wisconsin ran the ball for 400-plus today in their win over New Mexico. And Jonathan Taylor went for 250-plus and, and three scores. You've seen what he can do up close. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to game plans, you pretty much know what Wisconsin will intend to do uh, with you next week. Yeah, and they're going to try to establish the line of scrimmage. And um, I said it in the, in the press conference at the end of the game, that the post game, uh, um, we'll be able to see really how much we've improved from last year to this year. You know, they, I thought they established the line of scrimmage and were really physical with us last year. And it was a good um, standard for us to set. You know, like, hey, we want to be able to compete with these guys at yeah. the line of scrimmage. Unfortunately, tonight we didn't really couldn't get any momentum and couldn't see it um, uh, on on both sides. You know, but I. I credit Cal for, for that game plan and and for just really being committed to it, you know, and, and um, there's another Heisman uh, candidate that we'll be facing and, and a great challenge for us, so um, we'll see how we match up and how much we've improved. I know our guys are excited to go and compete again, and um, I mean, uh, if they keep giving us the effort that, that uh, they've shown, then I'll be really happy, you know. Um, uh, like I told them in the, in the locker room, I'm really pleased with how hard they played. They didn't quit. We just can't make these big-time errors. We can't on 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 uh, you know on both sides of the ball and even special teams. You know we can't make big mistakes. All right, split through two games and uh, back on the road to Wisconsin next week. Uh, Kalani, thanks for coming up, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, yeah. that's Kalani Satake. We'll come back with Cougar Nation now as Mitch Jurgens has rejoined us in the broadcast booth. You're listening to BYU Football on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation Now. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu or tweet your questions using the hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Kalani has just left us. I wanted to bounce off of him our uh, big-time performance of the game brought to you by the Bank of American Fork. Enjoy a free checking account that can earn big interest with the MyRate checking account from Bank of American Fork. Mark Lines, if you had to choose a big-time performance tonight, uh, maybe you'd have uh, Diane Gomoliku on your short list. I'm oh, not yeah. Sure. yeah, he would be. Uh, man, he uh, did a terrific job on the scoop and score. He was right there on top of that. He uh, made a tackle, another, where was it, that he was just in an open field and Gualicu came up and just uh, made a great tackle. Uh, so, yeah, I would say that. The recovery, you mentioned the muff punt recovery already? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, very, very impactful. So we'll call uh, Diane Gamolicu as the uh, player involved with our big-time performance of the game, brought to you by American Fork. So uh, good job, Diane. Had the game gone the other way, I might have given Dil- Dylan Colley on that catch at the one-yard line. Heck of a grab there. Contested grab near the goal line. BYU did end up uh, punching it in, but uh, just set up the onside kick that ultimately didn't go BYU's way. And, and with the three timeouts left, they actually did have a shot yeah. to get the ball back. Um, I was kind of calling it over on the onside kick recovery, but with the three timeouts, had they made a three and out defensively, uh, they might have gotten it back. As it turned out, McIlwain converted that final third down, and uh, that was that. On well, another missed tackle in the game, which seemed to be uh, part of the problem today for the defense. Time now for the Mountain America field goal recap. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America donates $500 to the American Red Cross. And today, the Cougars made one field goal for a running total of one field goal this season, bringing five hundred bucks. Yeah, bringing this season total to five hundred dollars. Skyler Southam from thirty-six yards. It was BYU's first field goal of the year, and so the first five hundred dollars going to the American Red Cross from Mountain America Credit Union. Thanks to Mountain America and to Skyler for kicking it through. We only wish that he had a chance to kick more field goals today because they might have uh, helped BYU tie or win a game. Yeah.
there are three points and points count. You know, and you never know. You at the start of the game when you have that drive going and everything's working, I'm I'm sympathetic to saying, uh, yeah, let's go for it on that uh, fourth and short. Uh, but it also at the later on in the game, it often comes back to you thinking, oh man, we might have gotten three points there. But that was a long field goal. You never know if you're going to make it. There's too many ifs and buts. And we only saw Bo Hodge for three snaps tonight, I think. Yeah. And they were they, they were three sequential plays all involving him, and then we didn't see him again. Didn't see him before, didn't see him after. Didn't see him last week. Uh, second and seven at the Cal 38, first drive of the game. Bo Hodge rushes for four yards. I believe that was the direct snap play to Bo. Direct snap, and he runs the Wildcat, and he goes up. Yeah, makes a choice, powers it in there. So third and three was, I thought, toss to Bo. Toss to Bo on the left side. And, and he made two yards. And then at fourth and one. Not very well blocked. There then, were a lot of people out there. Okay, and then fourth and one or fourth and inches, uh, that was when they hurried to the line and I think ran the same play, didn't they? They did. And he didn't get it. And that was it for him well, on the night. He got it to inches. I think it was. It was uh, fourth and one officially. It was yeah, pretty fourth short. Fourth and one. Yeah. Fourth and, and one, and he yeah. got it to inches. So those were the three plays. They ran him back to back to back, and that was it. And that was it for that drive. And, uh, and you know, again, another drive that got inside the 35 with no points. And I think once you get to the 35, they think that's good enough for points with South. With South. And we haven't seen that yet. But that said, four times inside the 35 tonight with one field goal, one touchdown. And, uh, uh, you know, I still like uh, – even though teams are going to know that El Bakri is going to take you to the football when you, when you run it on third and fourth and short, I still like El Bakri to lead that thing in there and, and power in behind him for a yard. I'll be curious to um, get the final tally tonight and add it to what BYU had coming into tonight relative to to the third and shorts. It felt like BYU, and I know BYU, was in a much more manageable third down and distance situation tonight than they were last week when they averaged, I think, eight and a half yards per third down attempt. Uh, tonight, the average distance was two yards better than that. So last year, last week, they were two for three on third and three or shorter. Okay, so third and three or shorter is when you expect of a very high percentage, and two for three is too small a sample size to, to really get much going, but let's see what they did tonight. Third and one, converted. Uh, third and three did not. Third and three converted. Third and three did not. Third and two converted. Third and one converted. Third and two did not. Third and two did not. Do you know if those are run or pass? I do. And some and and all the uh, all the attempts tonight on the third and three or short were rushes except for one pass attempt to Akile Davis. So. How many times did they have third and three or shorter tonight? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight times at third and three or less. And of those, they converted one, two, three, four. So four of eight on third and three or shorter is not the percentage you need to no. be to be long term viable. No, to be a good Must run be a team. Lot higher than that. To be a good run team, you've got to make You've got to be 75% plus on, yeah. on the third and three or shorter. And third and two or shorter, you've got to be third in the two, 80s you gotta be there. and 90s. And, and 50% on the third and threes or shorter is not going to get it done. And they were last week, weren't they? they, they well, they were two for three. Okay. Two again, for three. Again, there you go. Smaller sample size, 67%. You still want to be, you know, but you want to be in the 75% neighborhood, I think, on third and three or shorter. So here's the good side and the bad side to that. Last year they uh, last week they had a lot of third and longs because they only had three 
third and three or less. Mm-hmm. This week they had eight of third and short. More so than, that's more than better. Ha- more than, right. Now now you, the performance had to be better. <laughs> yeah, as now it turned get out. them. Yeah. So, so how are they converting the third and shorts tonight? Well, here's the answer. On the four that they did convert, they were all Squally Canada rushes, yet Squally had loss of two on third and two and loss of two on third and two later in the game. So what was working didn't work on a couple of chances later. Which brings us back around to say, hey, welcome into BYU Dining Cougar Nation Now. The show started 10 minutes ago. BYU Dining Cougar Nation Now. You can reach us, and it's, it's late, but people are up. We know this. It's hashtag BYUCNN. That's for BYU Cougar Nation Now. So welcome, Mitch. I will. I'm just, I'm going to get to Mitch, too. I'm excited about that. So uh, you can tweet us with the hashtag BYUCNN. You can just throw a tweet out there. As long as it has the hashtag BYUCNN, we'll see it. Or you can tweet directly at me, at Greg Rubel on Twitter, and uh, we'll find that uh, that way. So either way, that's how you can join us and uh, prompt our discussion topics on Cougar Nation now. We'll take it for a while and see where it takes us. And we do welcome in, back from the Cougar locker room area and the field level, Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch, welcome back. How did it go down there tonight? I mean, we know it didn't go great. But uh, for you and everything else, how are things? Yeah, it was, it was good. I mean... It's uh, it's it's tough. It's deflating after a loss like that. Um, the the team they just didn't finish. Um, I, I was looking at some of the stats, and in the first half, BYU nearly had the ball for almost twenty minutes. It was twenty. Had, it was twenty to ten first yep. half, and ten twenty second half, and only put up three points. Um, and that's I mean that's discouraging. That's. They had the ball, they were moving it, they were getting first downs, but just couldn't convert those first downs into points. And, and so it was, I mean, you know, it felt for the guys, you, you want to see them succeed, you don't want to see the dropped balls, um, but, you know, unfortunately it just wasn't as good of a game as last week. BYU 1-1 one one through two games, and now taking on Wisconsin. The uh, Badgers 2-0 and and looking dominant once it really mattered today against New Mexico. Uh, pulling away for a comfortable win after, I think, being 17-10 with them in the third quarter at some point. Uh, but uh, Wisconsin, a much uh, taller task than any of the two BYU's faced through weeks one and two, and they'll be in Madison next week to see how they uh, fare in that particular challenge. We'll take a break and then go to Twitter and see what you've got on your mind with the hashtag BYUCNN. Hashtag BYUCNN for BYU Cougar Nation. Now this is BYU Dining's Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Aaron Bagley on the Twitter, uh, hashtag BYUCNN says, at Greg Grubel, isn't there a stat that says when BYU scores 24 or more, they basically win every game? <laughs> it's not basically every game, but it's a lot of games. Lot uh, of games. And, and people who know me know that once you get to an 85% win-loss correlation, correlation or causation, I'm not too particular, I tend to really pay attention. And uh, since 1972... Since Lavelle came on board, BYU has won 89% of its games when scoring 24 or more. When they allow 24 or fewer, the number is 83%. So either way, 24 is kind of your magic number. That was Aaron Bagley's uh, question for me with hashtag BYUCNN. But he also had uh, an, an observation about missed opportunities. 
And uh, he points, of course, to the fact we addressed with Kalani. The killer was getting the ball at the 16-yard line after a muff punt and getting nada. Even with the official's interpretation of a pick or an illegal receiver downfield or pass interference, whatever they called, you were still in position to make a field goal until you throw the interception. So I guess at third and 21, the instruction to the quarterback would be, whatever you do, don't take us out of a chance to get points here. And um, you might even say that to him, and he might still throw the pick. It happens. But that pick was the killer. Ultimately, a chance to put three points on the board that you really needed by the end of the night. And again, it wasn't the best throw, but it also wasn't a battle for the ball out there either. The receiver didn't come back and fight for that football at all. Um, But, man, I tell you, it was frustrating because uh, here you are set up to... to, uh, I would have been disappointed with a field goal at getting the muff punt at the 16-yard line. My team's going to score a touchdown. You would have been disappointed with a field goal, but if you were going to overtime with a chance to win the game tonight, you would have felt better about that field goal because of it, if you had it. I would have scored the touchdown and won it. <laughs> there you go. You wouldn't need it. Uh, H. Glenn Hatfield on the Twitter with hashtag BYUCNN. The Cal catch on the sideline that wasn't reviewed, was it a good call by the refs or not? Live, I thought it was an amazing catch. Yeah. And the one look I got at it, I thought it was toe down by uh, by Jordan Duncan. Mitch, were you anywhere in the vicinity to see that catch being made? I was, actually. Um, what did you think live? Li- when the ball came out of the quarterback's hand, I thought there was no chance. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was. He, he had to really climb a ladder, didn't there he? Was, I thought there was no chance exactly. that his foot was going to get down and that he was even going to catch the ball. Um, but after that, I mean, I, I thought it was a good call. I, I think he did get his foot down. I don't know how he did it. Um, I didn't see a replay, um, but very impressive. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the stuff that you want BYU to come down with. But uh, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, I think it was a good call. It probably would have been nice to see a review just to make sure, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, David Welker on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. Last week, Ed Lamb was quite outspoken that uh, BYU had stopped Arizona's RPOs as opposed to it being a matter of Arizona's play calling for Khalil Tate. Tonight, Cal seemed to have their way with the run-pass options. What was different? Mark, thoughts on that? Well, the offensive line for Cal did a, a really good job, and I thought the quarterback, when he was running, was just so uh, patient and waited. And uh, It was the same thing, though. Cal's line allowed no penetration on pass rush, and they also allowed no penetration on uh, when he was running that quarterback draw. And so as he came up to the line, I mentioned one time, he looked like he's coming in the right guard gap. And so the linebacker is going to fill that side. The linebacker comes up to the line of scrimmage to help on the tackle on that play. And then he would come to the left side of the center all the way over another gap to the other side. Now the linebacker's already trapped in the line of scrimmage and he was able to pop through there and be able to pick up the, you know, decent yardage each time he got through that little gap. Uh, Topher, Ph.D., at It's a Faux Hammer, my old friend. Uh, did you get a sense of why the O-line struggled tonight? Effort, scheme, or talent? Hard to think this was the same O-line as last week. Last week, the O-line was the star of the game. Boy, they they made a lot of errors in their blocking assignments. Uh, pretty surprising. Uh, Squally ran off tackle, and the defensive end is on the outside of our tackle, and uh, he was left free. I mean, Squally's just going to run up there and get tackled. Uh Somehow there had to be uh, an error in the scheme of how that uh, was being blocked. And uh, the same thing uh, 
when Tanner wanted to throw the ball, the middle linebacker came on that blitz I mentioned earlier, and Tanner goes to the crossing route. Hefo's coming across the middle, and there's nobody in there. The, the linebacker is vacated. He's come on this blitz, but he comes straight through the line of scrimmage. There was nobody there to block him. So when Tanner tried to throw the ball to Hefo, that blitzing linebacker was able to bat the ball away because he was right in his face. There should have been somebody. Now, sometimes it happens that the quarterback is assigned the blitzing linebacker, and he has to beat him on his own. But I would think that there would have been this somebody there to be able to help pick up and slow down the rush of that particular linebacker. So I give you our, our listener's comment, and, and you just roll with it for two minutes and describe it so very well. Who's ever going to do this as well as you? <laughs> my question Gifford Wilson. I'm, 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 I'm depressed I'm depressed thinking about that actually uh, before the break uh, question from Donnie and then we'll uh, we'll take a break uh, based on Moroni's comments during the postgame presser Donnie says it sounds like the players were a bit overconfident after beating Arizona at a hurt preparation thoughts he asks and I don't know that I maybe I didn't hear all of what Moroni said I do remember Moroni saying we lost this game three or two or three days ago yep, three uh, during days the ago. week um, but I don't know that overconfidence was addressed as a part of it. Did he hit that part? And I don't know how much that would have played into what uh, they did or didn't do in practice this past week. Did I? I, I did, did, did he address overconfidence per se? No, I, I didn't hear the word overconfidence. Um, but just the fact that maybe the the feeling that I got was that maybe they just didn't take it as seriously, or um, for example. Um, guys not working as hard as they did maybe the previous week to prepare for Arizona. So I think um, instead of overconfidence, maybe there was a lack of effort. Um, uh, then again, you know, this is all based on interpretation. I'm not sure exactly what Moroni meant when he said that. Um, but preparation, y- you always fall to the level of your preparation. And so if Moroni hinted at s- something, you know, where they weren't as prepared as they should be, you know, you hope they can fix that, especially going into next week against Wisconsin. The only fear I had, if there, wa- if there, if there were a fear, and I don't know if that's the right word for it, but so much was put into Week One. There was a lot. There were a lot of reasons to believe that a lot uh, about what BYU's season would hang on how the team played in that opener. Once that got done, not that, uh, not, not, not that many or any. Approached it as you know mission accomplished, but but I, I wonder if, if if it felt like so much went into that first week that Get all once, the eggs in one basket that, that once it got done, what came next would be just a little easier because when you looked at the way the season started, they would have thought it might be harder to defeat Arizona there than to beat Cal at home. Yeah, and once they did the tougher quote unquote tougher perceived assignment, did that at all slacken at all? Um, the sense of urgency or preparation for the following week. And then in the interim, Arizona goes out and gets just hammered by Houston today. And so you wonder if you should put the same value in what you perceive to be great yeah. value in last week's victory. Either way, I, I just wondered if, if, if subconsciously they felt the more, that, that the more difficult thing was achieved and the next weeks might be a little easier. But that's so uh, the, conjecture. The part that bothered me a little bit about Cal is that uh, – in playing North Carolina, it was an ugly game. But on the other hand, they gave up one first down in the first half. And uh, they also had those four turnovers. And, and the balls were thrown to them. I didn't think the, the secondary had to do a whole lot to make those interceptions. But on the other hand, that was four turnovers. And so I started thinking, 
it's certainly possible that uh, Cal's defense was very overpowering to North Carolina, and maybe I, you know, thought well BYU is going to be better than North yeah. Carolina, and so I think that uh, the defense certainly was very solid. I'm right with you on that. I'm going to follow up on that after I tell people that I I forgot to do a station ID two or three times in the past half hour, so I'm going to do it now. It's the bottom of the hour, but we're going to do it anyway. Let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. So Nathan Israelson, our, our studio control board operator, is great because he'll tell me at the top of the hour, time for station ID, and then I'll miss it. And then I'll miss it once or twice more in the next 10 minutes. And he, and he doesn't just scream at me, which he could. He's well yeah. within his rights to just scream at me in my headset, do the ID, you idiot, and he doesn't do that. Since and you've gone off topic for just a second, can I oh, do that too? But I'm going to forget my point I was going to make. Oh, I want to follow up sh- into the great point you oh, made. Oh, yeah, all right. All so right. wait. So Since I made a great point. So, yes, <laughs> I, I, made, I made light of the fact, not made light, but I pointed out the fact that North Carolina was brutal last week against Cal. And here's the stat I used. Their first nine drives of the game against Cal, North Carolina went either three and out or three downs and a pick, mm-hmm. three and INT. And I thought, you know what? That's pretty bad, and I felt BYU's not clearly that team. Mm-hmm. And yet, I look at the stats tonight, and these are drives I see. These are consecutive drives. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I just said Cal or Carolina is so bad they went nine drives, three and out, or three and pick. Down. Here's what BYU put together between the second and fourth quarters tonight. I could never have foreseen this. Three and out. Two downs in halftime at a minus five yards on the drive. Then three and out. Then three and out. Then three and out. Then three and pick. Then one and pick. So, BYU looked like Carolina against Cal tonight, and I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, and so in regards to that, Cal's defense is good. Good enough to be better than BYU, which I thought BYU's offense in the second half was very good against Arizona. Now, I went off topic, and then you were going to come back off topic too? Mitch, isn't it interesting what they do here? You've never seen a (laughs) post-game cleanup of how they go down there and repair the field, and they hose down the stadium, and they pick up everything. This might be interesting to you. This this is. You've always packed up, got your bags, and gone. My, I, I can't believe they're already mowing the lawn. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. That was much farther off topic than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> Cal had uh, touchdown drives. It's first three touchdown drives. In fact, it's only three touchdown drives. 80, 79, 85. Yeah. But the, and the one was a 52-yard pass, and the other one was a 28-yard pass. And so uh, uh, now the 28-yard pass was well-conceived. They ended up getting their running back to be covered by a middle linebacker. And the kid made a great throw. My gosh, he didn't make any great throws last week. And uh, same thing on the pick play where they picked. So they had uh, two receivers out there, uh, a wide slot and a man on the line of scrimmage, uh, split end. Split end comes down on the post, a slant, and he runs right into the man that's supposed to be defending the second receiver in, that slot man. And he comes out and goes on the sideline on that wheel route and – because of the contact made to that uh, Gualku, he couldn't recover in time to get out there and make the play on that guy. And so that's an illegal play that the officials missed. The starting quarterback tonight for Cal, Chase Garbers, was making his first career start. Yeah. Okay. He's a winning quarterback. 
Uh, Kalani said it a couple times in our post game. The defense couldn't get off the field yeah. in the second half. Cal went seven for nine on third downs in the second half, after going one for six <laughs> in the first half. I know, I know it. And there's so many missed tackles that was just uh, that weren't there. Now missed tackles happen in the first game of the year because you don't go live a lot in your practices and your two a days and your and your uh, fall ball and so. Sometimes tackling is a problem early in the season. Uh, but but this kid's six one hundred and eighty pounds and I didn't think he was that fast, but I thought he was pretty nifty. And so uh, he was stepping out of tackles and people were reaching for him and falling at his feet and uh, there was a lot of that going on in the second half. We'll take a break. This is BYU Dining's Cougar Nation now. Hashtag BYUCNN. Hashtag BYUCNN. You may be going into the break. We uh, put up for grabs the two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream. Let's do that. So you're going to want to use the hashtag BYUCNN, and you're going to want to answer this trivia question. The first person in with the correct answer wins ice cream. BYU next week plays Wisconsin. Two-part question. How many times... Before next Saturday, of course. How many times to the current date have BYU and Wisconsin played? And how many of those games has BYU won? So, how many times have BYU and Wisconsin played? Proceeding next week, of course. And of those games, how many has BYU won? We're looking for two answers. For two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream. This is BYU Dining Cougar Nation now. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so welcome back to BYU Dining, Cougar Nation now, hashtag BYUCNN. We're going to go to Twitter and get our correct answer to our half gallon of ice cream trivia question. But our good friend Val from Mililani, Hawaii, tweets in, DMs me, actually. He slid into my DMs. So they're going to send him ice cream? No, he didn't do it for that. He did it for a question. He says, Aloha, gang. Why weren't more passes directed to the tight ends? That's Val in Hawaii asking about tight end targeting tonight. Uh, Tanner Mangum threw 41 passes and five. Well, you know what? I'm going to say more than that That's because we because we, Moroni is a tight end. Yeah, we're going to count Moroni Absolutely. this time. So, so uh, you got Moroni, Matt, and Holker, right? So between those three, 11 of the 41 pass attempts were to tight ends. And nine of them completed. Six to Moroni, I beg your pardon, five to Moroni, two to Matt, and two to Holker. So nine of the 22 completions and 11 of the 41 targets. So I think they are looking at tight end more than today. Yeah, but but uh, maybe Matt Bushman's involvement personally yeah. is uh, after leading BYU in touchdowns and receptions and yardage last year, he has uh, three cra- three catches in two games. Well, they played a lot of zone. I'm talking about Cal. Played a lot of zone uh, pass defense in the second half. And I really think that uh, the tight end going against that uh, linebacker on the curl route has a good chance to get open. And I felt as though there were more opportunities to get it to him. Uh, Maroney got a lot of his on the crossing route, right? And oh, yeah. he also caught a, an out, right? On the sideline. Do you remember Maroney catching the ball right on the sideline? Was that Simon? Yeah, Simon did. Yeah. Uh, our good friend uh, Cam from Bam Bam says no one is talking about how come no one's talking about the D line? No penetration, no pressure, not great against the run. 
it seems like, well, all, all they've been doing is batting down an occasional pass. Am I wrong? If so, why? We did bring up uh, pressure to Kalani postgame, and BYU sitting at one sack through two games, and he expected, even though um, there was there was some RPO and, and quick screen looks, uh, he expected to have more pressure on the quarterback and more sacks through two games than just the one. It was a wall. It was just a complete they, – they just – I wanted to look and see if they had their arms crossed, you know, if they'd hooked them together. Remember, like, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Greg right over, and and everybody locked our arms, and you tried to make your way through, and you couldn't? <laughs> I remember those days. It was just like that today. That offensive line was just a wall, and those guys were battling and pushing. They had the their, their angle of their body was fighting and working, and they gained nothing. So they had to bring uh, Taki Taki off the edge in order to uh, get in there to put pressure on and the thing I thought odd was that quarterback could have just sat back there behind the line, but he decided to many times just move out to the right, maybe improve his angle to the receivers. But, uh, boy, it was really surprising to me that that offensive line was able to do that good of a job against that four-man rush. Mitch, any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, it, it was tough. I mean, y- you take this game and what we did to Arizona in the second half is exactly what Cal just did to us. Um, to In BYU fact, today. before you came up here, Kalani sat down, and, and I think he said it on the air, uh, they took our game plan yeah. and beat us with it. Yeah, it was, I mean, and and the thing that I was impressed with with Cal is they, they managed that two-quarterback play, and I think it threw the defense off. Um, it was five-yard play after five-yard play, and, and you saw the time of possession rack up for Cal in the second half. And I think they just wore down our D-line. Um, they, they couldn't come up with those big stops. I think our linebackers played pretty well. Um, they made some good tackles, forced some fumbles, um, or forced a fumble. Um, but, yeah, there just wasn't enough from that D-line to prevent those five-yard gains, which, it, in essence, gets first downs and, and puts you closer to the end zone. Zane Anderson, career-high 12 tackles, one tackle for loss. Diane Gomoloku, seven tackles, two fumble recoveries, a one off the muff and one a scoop and score. Sione Takitaki, five solo tackles, two tackles for loss, PBU in a hurry. Butch Pau, five tackles, including a fumble forced. There were also passes broken up by Kyrus Tonga and Chris Wilcox, Trajan Peely, and Lorenzo Fawatea, three of those four at the line of scrimmage on pass breakups tonight. Travis Mortensen, we congratulate you. Because Travis Mortensen was the first in with hashtag BYUCNN to answer our skill testing trivia question for two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream. The question was, how many times have BYU and Wisconsin played? And how many of those meetings has BYU won? And before the question was out of my mouth, Mark Lyons was via hand signals giving me both answers. And you said, Mark? Three times they've played. Uh, Once here and twice there. And uh, they've won one. BYU won 28-3 in 1980. Jim McMahon. Wisconsin then beat BYU 27-17 in Madison back in 2013. And in 2017, here, 40-6. So two games there and one game here. Is that what you said? Yeah, one game here, two there. There we go. Exactly yeah. right. Okay. And that's where uh, the band would stay and play. Man, they just stayed and played forever after that game. That that people were jumping up and down in the stands. It was, yeah. That was and now they still jump up and down in the stands with the uh, jump around song. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and we'll have that next Saturday. And, of course, uh, um, uh, the weirdest thing that happens is that the uh, the entire press box uh, shakes shakes and vibrates it's and bounces. And it's, not, it's not the best feeling in the world. And Paul yeah. James asked me to go back and get him more cheese. They have cheese in the press box. <laughs> it's America's Dairyland, <laughs> after all. My good friend uh, Jacob Hatch, former intern Jake, 1.0. He's the one that – yeah, go ahead – says, uh, pass rush issues are glaring, a holdover from 2017. Last year, BYU was not nearly as disruptive as Coach Takitaki would have liked his guys to be, and sacks are one ways to look at disruption. And uh, so far, again, one sack through two games on Khalil Tate last week. And uh, if there was a team you'd expect to get push and improve that stat, uh, Wisconsin's not the first team you look at. <laughs> talk about talk about building a wall on yeah. the front five. Wisconsin's that kind of team. Yeah, I'll say. And that's uh, you know. And that's last year, and last year, Alex Hornibrook, average, like a pedestrian passer, yeah. had a passer rating of two eighty eight against, against BYU. One or t- one incompletion, wasn't it? Well, don't look it up. Hey, wait, did you tell the guy how to get his ice cream? Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna interact on social media. Oh, okay. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna figure it out. We're, we're we're gonna email each other and text each other, and it's all gonna get done. So okay. yeah, yeah. But yeah, Hornibrook had a crazy night efficiency wise at uh, at 288, and it, again it was such it was a, such a low number of incompletions, such a high number of touchdown passes, and um, and a lot of that is offensive line that lets him let him basically stand back there all day. And they're they're really big and solid and good, you know they just. They ran for four bills today, and, to uh, and Jonathan Taylor had 253 himself. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and we'll have our closing comments on BYU Dining Cougar Nation now and say goodnight for tonight, where it's 146 in the morning in the Mountain Time Zone, and Cal's defeated BYU by a score of 21-18 to 18 here at Lavelle Bridge Stadium on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Oh, by the way, Mark... Alex Hornibrook, 18 for 19 last year. You said one incompletion, didn't you? Mark's headset's off. He's doing other things. Um, 18 for 19 for 256. Yeah, we're on the air. This is actual radio happening. Oh, 18 for 19. That's one incompletion. Yeah, 256. I think four touchdowns and a long of 50 on the day. Passer rating of uh, of four, eight, or 288. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was that kind of night. Uh, or day, as it were. Yeah, four touchdown passes from uh, Hornybrook last week. So, yeah, disrupting him is going to be a challenge. Hey, next week's game is going to be on ABC. It was just confirmed. ABC will televise BYU at Wisconsin, BYU at the Badgers. We'll have an 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time pregame with a 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time kick, which makes it 2.30 in Madison. It's awesome, too. I, You know, I like Wisconsin. I, I love it. Yeah, and uh, Madison's pretty, and it's got that big old lake right out there. Mm. And, uh, man, it's uh, – and and it's not cold uh, right now. It's still not it's cold. Very nice. So Thursday, I'm going to fly to Milwaukee and then do a Friday night soccer game at Marquette. BYU's at Marquette oh, on in, Friday in, night. In Milwaukee. Yeah, and then after the game, I'll drive right to Madison, get some sleep, and then uh, get up early and uh, drive to the stadium for uh, for football. So a soccer football double dip for me next week, and I'll uh, I'll see you guys when uh, when you get there. So all my dad's relatives are up in northern Wisconsin. You know, I've told this story a thousand times. I was going to go a day early and drive up there, but it's six hours. Eh, I don't know. There's not that many relatives left there. <laughs> so. 
So I'm not. They're not expecting you, in other words. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Thought I could stop, you know, grab lunch at the at the truck stop and uh, head it on back. Yeah. Well, well, either way, we hope to have an enjoyable weekend, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. It'll. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Uh, not a great night tonight. Not a lot. Not a lot of fun tonight. Um, hopes are very high after the Arizona win, and. Uh, a little less high now. Yeah. And time to get back on uh, on track. Whether or not it happens in Madison, still a chance to reach a lot of those season-long goals, including postseason eligibility and whatnot. But what? uh, it's I just, underway. I just think it's so odd that I thought that that uh, North Carolina game in Cal was so ugly. And here this game turns out to be the same. It's kind of the way Cal plays, it looks like to me. Yeah, I, I really just uh, thought that both teams kind of slogged it around last week, and yeah. I thought BYU looked to have the potential uh, to be somewhat high-flying, actually, this year. After what I saw in week one, I thought there were a lot of points left on the field in Tucson. They didn't score um, that f- by, by, via mistakes that could have been cleaned up this week, and it was just a very different-feeling game. And, uh, again, caught me by surprise a little bit. And uh, I, th- I think just the early opportunities to score that went begging – um, set uh, uh, an unfortunate tone uh, for the evening. And as much as the defense and special teams tried to keep BYU in it and chance to win it, they fell a few plays, maybe a few minutes short on this evening. All right, that's going to do it for tonight's broadcast. Let's thank all those who made our broadcast possible. We, of course, appreciate all of our Cougar Nation listeners wherever you were or are tonight listening on satellite, over the air, on an app, online, however you tuned us in. We're glad that you did so. Back at BYU Radio. Mark's just chuckling away. On a nap. On an On app. an I thought app. you were Don't saying that they were napping. napping right now. <laughs> we hope that we're more in- interesting than that. Back at BYU Radio, and I can see our studios from where we sit oh, here yeah. at the press box. Our control board operator is Izzy. Nathan Israelson. Yeah. Stays up late with us. So thank you, Nathan. Thanks to Terry South, our coordinating producer. Was Cole Wissinger assisting out there back in the studio tonight? I wonder if Izzy will tell me. Was Cole there? He was? He was not. We're not going to thank Cole. No. Cole wasn't even there. He, but we, but yeah. we are going to thank interns Brigham and Sterling, I believe. Is that right, Izzy? So uh, so Brigham and Sterling were there helping uh, Nathan and Terry. Good job, folks. Uh, Sean O'Neill, Sean Fay, Don Shaline, and many others at BYU Radio all deserve credits and plaudits for their efforts. We appreciate our network affiliates and everyone else who carries our games for us. Here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, got to thank intern uh, intern Lindsay and intern Aaron, Lindsay Peterson and Aaron Fitzner tonight at the venue, assisting engineer Barry Squires. We had a spotter, McKay Perry, and a statsman, Ralph Sokolowski. We had our studio host in the mobile studio here at the uh, booth, Jason Shepard. We thank the BYU sports information staff, football media relations staff, Brett Pine, Kenny Cox, Jenny Wheeler, and many others. They do excellent work. Yep. And that leaves us with just the um, the talking heads then, I think. You're really good with all those names, Greg. No, it's impressive. I hope Very not to impressive. leave anybody out. And sometimes I forget and blow it, but I hope not to. And then you've got uh, a man to my right, Mitchell Jurgens, man to my left, Mark Lyons, and me, Greg Rubel. And that's about it, isn't it? That's a wrap. Okay, Mitch, uh, we'll see you in Wisconsin. Yep. Have a great week. Travel safely. Mark, we'll see you in Wisconsin. Absolutely. And uh, for all the aforementioned, my name is Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning us in. We'll be beyond the, on the air next week at 11.30 a.m. Mountain, 1.30 p.m. kick for BYU and the Wisconsin Badgers. So for tonight, Cal wins at 21-18 over BYU. 
Greg Grubel again saying, in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Thank you for tuning in to BYU Dining Cougar Nation now and to BYU Football. Good night and so long from Provo.